0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. I am your host, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I have the privilege of pastoring the church up here in northern Colorado, and I have the privilege of being with you, your host, for the next hour as I take your questions and your prayer requests, we invite you to call in. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. And so grab one of those open lines. Grab it early, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of the Lord, and we can go to the throne of grace in time of need as you give your prayer request. So I invite you to call in at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And if you're on Grace FM listening and tuned in to that station. You're listening live on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. What a gorgeous day. We are starting to get a little taste of the change of seasons of spring, and I know spring's still a few weeks away officially, uh, but we start to see that transition uh, right about now. When we get a warm day, it feels so good. Didn't it feel good, the sun, and it's bright, and uh, looking forward to uh, heading to springtime and and so this afternoon, I hope to be a blessing to you. I hope to be an encouragement to you, to bring comfort and truth of God's Word to you as you call in. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And there's another means for you to be able to ask a question or to um, give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that number is 720 336 0897. And I'll repeat those numbers throughout the broadcast, throughout the hour today, but uh, it's best to grab one of those open lines early in the show because sometimes it fills up as we get towards the end. And I always feel bad when I can't get to everyone uh, when we hit the five o'clock hour. Uh, here at Grace FM. And I know on the East Coast, you're a couple hours ahead. You're also a week delayed in listening, but you can call if you're listening on Truth or Hope FM at that same number, 303-690-3000. Uh, and that works anywhere in the country. Uh, we, it also works for uh, if you're listening online, if you're listening to your smartphone, uh, to the Grace FM app or your tablet or on the Grace FM website, welcome. We'd love to hear from you. And give me a call at 303-690-3000. we got all open lines right now. And this is really your show. This is the opportunity for you to call in and ask a question. Maybe you heard a Bible teaching or you um, have read your Bibles and your own devotions and you want some clarity and understanding. Perhaps uh, you are uh, discussing something, uh, Christianity or the word of god or the gospel with somebody uh and you got some questions maybe about christian living give me a call 303-690-3000 we got all open lines and that text line is 720-336-0897 i just want to remind those of you listening on truth fm i know we get some parts of tennessee we continue to pray for those in tennessee and nashville uh, as uh, they had devastating tornadoes go through earlier in the week uh, the death toll was 24, the last that I heard, uh, but, uh, we continue to pray for you and the recovery and praying for those who, uh, are there ministering to the pastors, the chaplains, uh, ministering, uh, you know, um, the, the comfort of God and, and, uh, the hope that we have in the Lord, we will continue to do that. And then also, uh, just praying for the first responders and all those who are busy and, and uh, as they begin to uh, clear the debris and begin to rebuild. So we're thinking of you guys out there on the East Coast. Um, I also, I was thinking, as we're waiting for uh, the phone calls to come in, uh, there's a lot of news that's out there today, a lot of concern uh, with the coronavirus. Uh, people have been asking um, you know, uh, about that, about the elections, about um, just the uncertainty that we see. The stock market uh, has tanked. Uh, and it reminds us that our certainty is in Jesus Christ, that that he's the one that we're to look to. Uh, but also, when we have these challenges, when we see upheaval, when we see certain things uh, that we look at that can trouble us, then there's different voices that are out there that are speaking on behalf of God. And I just want to remind you that as First John chapter four tells us, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And I've heard some things and read some things of people that are saying that they are prophesying on behalf of the Lord and and saying certain things. There's somebody out in L.A. that has a large following saying that the coronavirus is at its worst and it's going to turn around. It's going to get better. And I hope that that's true, but here's the thing, folks, that we need to keep in mind, because there can be a lot of people out there that speak on behalf of the Lord, and they will say, thus saith the Lord, and we are to test the spirits to see if they are of God, because if anyone speaks on behalf of the Lord, they have to be 100% accurate not 50% accurate, not 80% accurate, not 99% accurate, but every word has to be true. And if somebody utters a prophecy that uh, they say comes from the Lord and it doesn't come to pass or it's not true or it contradicts God's word, then they're a false prophet. And so the ministry of prophecy, I believe, is, uh, is one of the gifts that we have um, that is in the church today But I also know that there are those who will say, thus saith the Lord, and those things contradict the word of God, or they don't come to pass. So we always want to test the spirits. We want to be wise, uh, because we don't want to be deceived. And I just want to point that out, because as we are in an election year, as we are in, you know, where there's uncertainty, whether it's coronavirus or what we see going on in the world, you're going to hear different voices, and and, uh, it's so easily accessible, you know, um, as we listen to the YouTubes, as we uh, download certain things, uh, Facebook, whatever, on social media, please be wise and check everything through the Word of God and have your spiritual antennas up. And that's how we test the spirits to see if they are of God, is through the Word of God. Um, And uh, it doesn't matter how popular they are, it doesn't matter how much of a following somebody has, but they need to be ones that um, are speaking, if they are speaking in uh, uh, given a prophecy of a predictive sense, it has to come to pass. Or if they're speaking on behalf of the Lord, it has to line up with what the Word of God has to say. So I want to encourage you in that and uh, just remind you of that very important truth that we have given to us in the Scriptures. Because we don't want to be deceived and we want to have discernment in the days in which we are living in. So give me a call. we got open lines, uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. But let's go to Pennsylvania, where Jordan is on line one. Hi, Jordan. Hi. You're on Calvary Live.
2: Yeah, so um, I had a question this evening. Um, It was in regards to uh, Mark. Uh, Chapter 13. uh, Uh I just started uh, studying this with uh, my Bible study. Uh, This is uh, a pretty heavy part of uh, the book of Mark. Um, But last night we focused on the first uh, 13 verses. Um, So I believe Jesus is with his disciples and they're commenting on the temple structure and then Jesus tells them that it's going to be knocked down and not one stone will be left standing. Uh, the part that I had a question on um, that the leader of my Bible study touched on last night was the fact that the Wailing Wall is part of a structure that's still left standing. Now, obviously, all Scripture is true and either has or will come to pass, so um, his interpretation of the fact that the, the wall is still standing, um, he believes that the, the rest of the stones being knocked down could possibly allude to the fact that the temple is now not a, a physical building, but uh, we we embodies the, the temple, um, and he he alerted, alluded to uh, at the end times the the stones being fully knocked down as the church will um, separate and be filled with lots of uh, false false prophets. Um, so I was kind of wondering what your take
0: is on that. Um, Well, I've never heard that interpretation, but Jesus, when you you look at what is called the Olivet Discourse, it's Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke chapter 21, and each one has a little bit different emphasis, but uh, it's the last week of Jesus' ministry. Uh, He just has rebuked the religious leaders for the last time. He's walking across the Temple proper. Here's the thing to remember, Jordan, that the temple was a magnificent building. Um, when we read about Jesus being in the temple, he, he didn't go into the temple itself. The temple had the holy place and the most holy place. Only the priests were allowed to go into the temple. But there was the temple proper, and they had these large courts where thousands of people could gather and worship. Um, and Uh, and Herod the Great, he began to remodify um, the second temple. The first temple was destroyed Solomon had built by the Babylonians in 586 BC. Uh, When they came back from the captivity, Zerubbabel, uh, Joshua the high priest, they um, began to rebuild the second temple. Uh, It was a very modest temple, but then Herod the Great, he was called the Great because he was a great builder. He began to expand the temple, and he made it one of the wonders of the world. And so you have the temple building itself, and as they're walking across the temple proper, the disciples are saying, look at these stones, um, these ornate stones. And Jordan, we take people to Israel today, and we look at some of the, the, the Herodian stones, which makes up the Western Wall, the foundational stones of that. and. and it was amazing how they chiseled those stones to accuracy and the beauty of those stones. Some of those stones are huge. They they don't even know how they got them in place. But when Jesus answered them, he said, I tell you that not one stone is going to be left upon another. He was talking about literally that the temple's going to be ripped apart stone by stone to where not one is going to be left upon another. And what happened in 70 A.D. is Titus and the Roman Roman legions surrounded Jerusalem. They uh, set the temple on fire, and the gold that overlaid the temple began to melt down uh, on those stones. So they tore the stones apart of the temple, uh, literally, uh, to get to the gold, um, to get to the spoils, uh, and we know that not one stone was left upon another. They've done excavations there along the western wall uh, that you can go and see where those stones were thrown over. The western wall was not a part of the temple building. The western wall was the retaining wall on the very west side that was the retaining wall of the temple proper, so it was not part of the temple building. So. It was fulfilled literally, as Jesus said would happen. Not one stone was left upon another. Uh, The interpretation of um, what your Bible leader says, I I don't hold to that um, somehow. Can you explain that again to me, uh, Jordan, what he said about the church?
2: Um, uh, He he didn't say that was uh, necessarily true. He thought this might just be uh, uh, another—it was a thought of his— um, he said that um, since since Christ came, um, that we are we are the temple, um, and and it's uh, God's spirit dwells within us. It's no longer a physical building, um, and as you go through the Olivet discourse, um, Jesus alludes to all the false prophets, um, right. and basically, you know, the church today is going to fall apart and be filled with false prophets and false doctrines. And right. his his thought was that um, the temple being completely knocked down could possibly be that happened since since people are the temple, if you will, now vice the building.
0: Yeah. Well here's the thing, he's right in there is a temple. Matter of fact, the book of Hebrews When the writer of Hebrews, which very possibly could have been Paul the Apostle, we don't know exactly um, who wrote the book of Hebrews, but um, they're writing to the Hebrew believers in the first century that were looking at the temple and the beautiful temple worship and and all the things that took place. And the writer of Hebrews reminds them that God has made a house um, that... That is us, the Church, being put together. Peter talks about it in 1 Peter. He calls us living stones that are being fitted together in this holy habitation. The New Testament does speak about us being the temple of God corporately, and then also individually our bodies are the temple of God. So he has been creating a living temple, living stones being put together because we're a holy nation, we're a royal priesthood, Um, and we are the temple of God. But it was fulfilled literally as not one stone was left upon another, as Jesus said, uh, as the Romans came in and tore it apart. So that western wall there was the retaining wall. It was not part of the temple. It was just the retaining wall that held the courts uh, up above uh, those huge courtyards. So what Jesus said was fulfilled to the letter. So, yeah. Hopefully that helps.
2: Yes, that does. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, good question, Jordan. So, uh, But, you know, and here's the neat thing, um, is that we are the temple of God, the Church, and he's been building the temple for 2,000 years and as living stones, and, and that is a neat concept, and those early Hebrews needed to understand that, that there's something that God was doing that was far superior than a building, and that is the Church and building the Church. And, um, and it is an incredible thing, the Church, um, that the Lord has been building for 2,000 years. And, um, and you know what? The gates of hell will not prevail against the Church, is what Jesus said. And so when you go through the Olivet Discourse, um, we also know that um, He speaks, as you continue after the first uh, 13 verses, He speaks of a time of tribulation that will come upon uh, the whole earth. And I believe he's going to take the church out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. And the church is going to be raptured. So we got a glorious future uh, ahead of us. So keep studying the scriptures, Jordan.
2: I will. Uh, Can I ask one quick question in regard to what you just said?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Sure.
2: So um, I, I know uh, the church is going to be raptured, um, but the, the, The people left on earth that will, um, the the small amount that will turn to Jesus, um, will they be considered what's part of the Church, even though the Church has been raptured?
0: Yeah, the Church is going to be raptured, and then actually there's going to be a great revival that takes place in the Tribulation period. We see that in Revelation chapter 7, as a result of the ministry of the 144,000, that there's going to be a great multitude, John writes, from every tribe, tongues, peoples, and nations, and they are called the tribulation saints. And so um, they are going to go um, through tribulation. they are going to be, many of them, martyred by the Antichrist um, that we see. He he wages war against the saints, Revelation chapter 13, and prevails. So many of them are going to be uh, put to death. So that's not the Church, it's the tribulation saints. But they are saved just as we are, uh, those of us in the church, um, and that is faith in Jesus Christ. Okay. All right, Jordan. Thanks. Thank Keep you studying. So much. Okay. God bless you.
2: Yes, you too. Thank you.
0: All right. When somebody hangs up, you know that we got an open line, so good questions uh, that people are asking about the end times and. Uh, about the church and our role, of the church uh, as we related to the coming of the Lord and in, in the end time scenario. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call. So we got a couple open lines. If you got any questions, to so take your prayer requests as well. The text line I want to remind you is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. And that is uh, the texting only. No one will answer that number, but text your question and your prayer requests and uh, grab one of those open lines. We're going to go to Oxford, Pennsylvania, where Danielle is online, too. Hi, Danielle. Hi. How, How are, are you?
3: you?
0: <laughs> I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm all right. Good. Um, so my question is, um, I've been studying under a ministry... Um, it's really just one person, and it's me and somebody else studying under her. And um, I just I was wondering what your thoughts on some of the things that she's having us do were. Um, so I guess my question is, you know, what your thoughts are on spiritual warfare and um, uh, all that that kind of movement that's going around, you know, rebuking this and that in the Lord's name, and um, and also she's having us um break things down in a concordance um but instead of just looking up you know a a word, it's look up the word and then find another number that's linked to that and then keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and, keep going. and um and then we' so what's breaking the what's
0: the so what's the purpose of finding a number and next to it
3: um well it's it it's i' never i've never, I've never heard of that. Yeah, she says it's to try and find a deeper meaning, like the, um, the, the deeper hidden things in Scripture. Um,
0: like a hidden message or something?
3: Yeah, something like that.
0: I would be very careful.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: here's the thing about when there's a focus on spiritual warfare, and spiritual warfare is very real. We know that Paul the Apostle, um, he says, hey, that, make sure you put on the whole armor of God. Uh, Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm -hmm. And so we are to be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Resist the firing darts that he throws at us. So spiritual warfare is very, very real. Where I get a little bit hesitant um, is when there's so much focus on the darkness, on the demons, on Satan. Um, Here's the thing, Danielle. When Mm -hmm. you walk into a a dark room, what do you do?
1: Turn on the light.
0: Amen. That's what you do. And James says that you submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Listen, the enemy is very powerful, but we have, um, you know, weapons that are not carnal, but spiritual weapons of the whole armor of God, that we have the Word of God, He has no authority over us. We've been freed from the enemy. Now, he's going to try to get a foothold into our lives. Um, He's powerful, um, but he's not as greater than the God that's in us. Greater is he that is in you, the Holy Spirit, than he that is in the world. Mm -hmm. So for me, I understand the enemy is always out. He's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But I also know that I, I turn on the light. I focus on the light. I don't go around rebuking the darkness. When I walk into a dark room, I turn the light on like you said. I don't rebuke the light. I don't scream at the light or at the darkness that is. I don't scream at the um, you know, the dark room. I don't karate chop the darkness. I I don't do any of that. I turn the light mm-hmm. on. And that's what we do. We turn on the light of God's word and and we go to God's word and allow that um, to minister to our hearts and to know that, that greater is he that is in us, the light of the Holy Spirit, than he that is in the world. So I think sometimes we give too much credit to Satan, um, too much focus to him. And mm. again, we are to be sober, we are to be vigilant, we are to be watching. But I get a little hesitant when the focus is on Satan when it really needs to be on Jesus and, yeah. and his word. The other thing, too, about hidden messages, I get really, um, you know, my my guard goes up when people are saying, you need to put a number next to this, or every number, you know, through a passage, or every other word, or whatever, to get a hidden message. Listen, Daniel, there's enough in the Bible that is clear for us to read and to understand and study than trying to find a hidden message. There's nowhere Mm -hmm. in Scripture that says that we are to do that. I mean, you can do that with a cookbook. Um, (laughs) You can take a cookbook, and you can have this formula and look up, you know, this define a secret recipe. We wouldn't do that with a cookbook, would we? We would go through, we would read it, we would follow, you know, what it says. Well, it's the same with Mm -hmm. the Bible. We have 66 books of the Bible that are given to us. God breathed, this is... You know, God breathed, put to the page for us to study and to understand. There's enough there that for us to study for a lifetime and to learn and to understand and get rooted and grounded in, then try to find some secret meaning. And, um, and I just don't see in the scripture where we're to do that. Um, you know, so have a love for the word. And have mm-hmm. a love for Jesus and focus on that. Again, it doesn't mean we can't um, learn about spiritual warfare or t- take those warnings or to understand that the enemy is real. Of course he is. But but keep your focus on Jesus. <clears throat> That's who I'm going to keep my focus on. Yeah. And the yeah. the Word of God. And because what happens is if there's so much focus on Satan and darkness and Rebuking the darkness and rebuking this and rebuking that, it just starts to be heavy. And
1: yeah.
0: um, you know, it's keep your eyes on the Lord. Yeah. And I, I see guys in the theatrics, you know, on TV, and Satan, you know, I'll rebuke you and I'm going to grab you and I'm going to, you know, slam you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Listen, I don't think Satan's very afraid of us. No, he <laughs> is afraid of my Lord. You know, and yeah, so. He is afraid of my Lord, and the Mm. demons tremble. And so I'll let Jesus fight my battles and take care of me, and uh, I will put on the whole armor of God because he is looking to get in a foothold in our lives. He is looking for us to start the day without the whole armor of God. You know, you have no helmet of salvation. He's looking to rip your head off because he Mm -hmm. doesn't fight fair. But I don't focus on that. I want to focus on the light. I want to focus on him. And yeah. you don't have to look for hidden messages. Just read the scriptures that are there and keep studying the scriptures. Yep.
3: All right? All right. Thank you so much.
0: Can I pray for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Father, I pray for Daniel. I just pray that she would just walk in the light and um, and that she would enjoy the Lord and grow in his word. And Lord, in the truth of your word, we know spiritual warfare is very real. And I know that we get attacked, and there's people listening right now that are going through spiritual warfare. But Lord, he hasn't defeated us. We fight not for victory. We fight from victory because we have victory in Jesus Christ who rose from the grave, and he's forgiven us of our sins. Just help Daniel to just learn of you and to grow in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.
1: Thank
3: you. God bless you. you.
0: Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, we're getting ready to go to break, and we got an open line, so you can grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. Listen, you know, I get a little leery when people have, you know, these formulas for secret messages and all these other things. For me, I want to study God's Word. Um, I, there's enough here for me to read through the chapters and through the verses, to study it, to get the, uh, not only the implication, and, uh, but the application for my life. I don't need to be looking for hidden messages and, and codes and all these other things. that can be so confusing. So, hey, we're going to be right back. We're at the break time, three zero three six nine zero three thousand, 690 3000 And uh, those of you holding, we'll get to you right after the break. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. And we'll be right back in about two minutes.
1: Welcome
2: back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000
0: or text us at 720-336-0897.
2: Let's join Calvary Live right now.
0: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. So blessed to be with you on this beautiful afternoon. And so give me a call at 303-690-3000. we got a couple open lines. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Uh, pray with you if you got a prayer request. Um, to be able to encourage you any way that I can and so give me a holler here at 303-690-3000 the text line is 720-336-0897 for you to be able to text in a question or prayer request just want to make a quick announcement we do have church tonight here in Greeley and we're going through the book of jeremiah so seven o'clock come join us as we spend time worshiping the lord and going through the book of jeremiah such an incredible study as Jeremiah is speaking to a nation that is uh, that is dying, a nation that's going to face judgment because of their rebellion against the Lord. So it's very relevant to us today and the importance of us to study God's Word, to not only know it, but to walk in His Word. And uh, there's so much that is there. So if you've never done a study in Jeremiah, I know you'll be tremendously blessed. Check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, for directions and further information. Sunday morning, we just started Matthew's Gospel. So 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock, three morning services that we have. I'd uh, love to see you come out and join us for a study in Matthew's Gospel on Sunday mornings. And uh, it's, uh, it's so great to, to study the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. So love to see you come. Come join us again, o r g for our website, for all the information that you need. Uh, we're going to go to Mary and Loveland. Hi, Mary.
1: Hello. Um, I have a question about huh? uh, the uh, worship on the Sabbath. What, okay. um, what day is the day that is for the worship day? Is it on the Saturday or Sunday?
0: Well, or? when... When the Sabbath was established in the Old Testament, the Lord um, said that you shall uh, work six days, and on the seventh day you know, you shall rest. So the week started on Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. Even in the New Testament, it, Sunday is called the first day of the week. And so you go six days, and then the seventh day would be Saturday, would be the Sabbath day. So today when the Jews celebrate the Sabbath or mm-hmm. when they observe the Sabbath. It starts on Friday evening after sunset when you can see three stars to Saturday mm-hmm. evening when it ends, when when um, they go from evening to evening when you see three stars. So that's the observance of the Sabbath. Now, do you have a particular question about the Sabbath, if Christians should uh, worship on yes, Saturday?
1: I do. Okay. Uh, why, uh my father was uh, a pastor way back in the fifties, and we all worshipped on Sunday. Yes. And uh, the Bible says that Saturday uh, was uh, sanctified for worship. Mm-hmm. And um, what it what can can we just worship on? whatever day we want, or uh, like a Saturday very or good. a Sunday, or it's go by very... the Bible?
0: Yeah, it's a very good question, because sometimes people wondering wondering, should we, the Church, observe the Sabbath? That is, from Friday evening to Saturday evening, the Sabbath day. Why don't we? The Christians, mm-hmm. the evidence shows, even in the New Testament, that the Christians begin to worship on the first day of the week. Uh, we see that even in the book of Acts, that... Um, Paul was teaching at Troash, a young man falls out of the window. He's doing that on the first day of the week. Paul tells in 1 Corinthians, uh, as he concludes the letter, that um, I'm gonna come and and collect uh, an offering from you guys to take to Jerusalem. And he says, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna come and get it on the first day of the week. And why would Paul say that? Because that's when the Christians met, uh, is on the first day of the week. So. Uh, the Christians began to meet on the first day of the week because that was the day that the Lord rose from the grave. So the question is, uh, oftentimes, and the debate goes, is that why don't we observe the Sabbath, Saturday? Can we worship on Sunday? There have been those who have said that if you worship on Sunday, they've even gone as far as to say uh, that you take the mark of the beast, that you shouldn't do that. Paul comes along when he's writing to the church at Colossae, and he says something very important for us. And let me read it to you. Uh, He says, um, "Let's find it here." So I want to make sure that I read it right to you. Um, That he says that let no one judge you. This is Colossians chapter two, and verse sixteen. So let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are shadow of the things to come, but the substances of Christ. What Paul is telling us in that is that, that Jesus, he's our Sabbath rest. That mm-hmm. this Sabbath, let no one judge you because it, it's just a shadow. So Mary, if um, today's a sunny day, right? Right. Um, if, if we have church... Um, and my wife comes, she's walking across the parking lot. Um, I'm not going to hug the shadow. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to greet the shadow. I'm going to greet her personally. So in a sense, that's what Paul is saying. Listen, Jesus, he's the reality. Uh, He's our Sabbath rest. Paul goes on to say when he was writing to the Romans, uh, he says something very important in chapter 14 when he's talking about the law of liberty. He says, One person esteems one day above another, another esteem every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. So if a person wants to observe the Sabbath, they can observe the Sabbath. That's between them and the Lord. I happen to be one that I esteem every day alike. I think every day is a day to worship the Lord, to gather with the saints, uh, to have Church on Sunday. We have church tonight on Wednesday. We have people the church that meets just about every day here at Calvary Greeley. Uh, Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, Friday nights, um, Saturday mornings. We're always meeting. And in the early church, um, in Acts chapter two, that it tells us that they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. You know, and breaking bread and fellowship. Uh, in prayer. And then Mm -hmm. uh, we read that, "...so they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And then the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved." It tells us that the Christians were meeting daily. So I happen to be one that any day is a day that we can meet. And uh, we traditionally, we have services on Sunday because that is, uh, you know, tradition when, you know, the Christians were meeting because it's the day that the Lord resurrected. Uh, But there's some churches that they meet on Tuesday and some churches that uh, meet on Fridays. I I esteem every day alike. Um, So we're not under the Sabbath law, the churches.
1: I didn't think so but um I, I i i don't know i called in a few months ago about my grandson and the mm-hmm. problems he was going through well then he he's uh, attending uh bible studies and saying the bible and they just really specified that if you don't uh, attend uh if you don't worship on the saturday then you're not following God's commandments uh, that's and so sad. Um, uh, I just needed to give him an, a good answer.
0: yeah one of the things too Mary that you might make reference is Acts chapter 15. Um, when the early church met you know the elders here comes Paul and Barnabas and the guys from Antioch they come cruising up to Jerusalem to meet with John and James. And they're trying to figure out what do we tell these new Christians? Do they have to be circumcised? Because they're the legalists that were coming in and saying, You have to be circumcised. You have to keep the law of Moses. Is that what we tell them? And and so they uh, have this meeting, they are led by the Holy Spirit, and in Acts chapter fifteen, in this what was called the Jerusalem Council, um, they said, This is what we're going to Um, tell the people as they are um, guided by the Lord. Uh, As James stands up, he says, Therefore I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we would write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from Mm -hmm. sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. Nothing about the Sabbath. If the Sabbath was so important, why didn't they include that? So they said, listen, we don't want to put this yoke of legalism on the Gentiles. We don't want to trouble them. We're going to tell them, you know, because they were coming out of paganism, which was a lot of immorality, uh, we're going Mm to tell them to abstain from things, offered idols for the sake of sensitivity and love uh, that would stumble, you know, particularly the the Jewish believers, uh, from uh, things that are strangled, you know, and Mm -hmm. from blood. And if they do these things, they do well. And so nothing about the Sabbath that is given there. And if the Sabbath was so important, then mm-hmm. they would have they um, mentioned it. The other thing, too, Mary, is this, and this is so important, that's why I'm spending a little bit of time on this, is that there are those who come along and put a burden on people, saying that unless you come to our church, or unless you are baptized, or unless you worship on this day, you're not really saved. You're not a child of God. And that's yeah. not the gospel. And Paul, when he was writing to the Galatians, he says, I marveled that you turn away to another gospel, which is not the gospel. And and so the gospel is this, that Jesus Christ died for your sins and he rose again from the grave. And as we come in faith, we are saved by faith alone. It's not based on what day we worship. It's not based on what church we go to. There's only one church and that is the body of believers, It's not based on if you got baptized. Baptism is important. It's an important step in the life of a believer. But it's a declaration that I am saved. So when anybody starts to put a yoke of legalism and bondage on people, what they're saying is that Jesus' death on the cross wasn't sufficient for salvation. And that's one thing that made Mm -hmm. Paul's blood boil you know, and he was the champion of grace. He says, listen, no one is saved under the deeds of the law, the book of Galatians, but by Mm -hmm. faith in Jesus Christ alone. So keep reminding him of the truths of what the scripture really says. And, And the church isn't under the Sabbath law. If people want to observe the Sabbath, that's between them and the Lord. Um, right. But to say that you're not keeping the commandments of the Lord, or you're not really a child of God, or you take the mark of the beast, is putting a burden on people. Yeah,
1: I, I, I've noticed that. Um, do you have a church in Longmont?
0: There is um, there is um, Whitefields Church. Uh, Nick mm-hmm. Katie, um, he hosts this shows on uh, on Fridays. He's a very, very good Bible teacher. So Whitefields uh, Community Church, if you look it up, uh, you'll find it, and, um, and you're going to be taught very well. Pastor Nick, I know him. He's a friend of mine, Nick Cady, and uh-huh. um, easy to find.
1: Yes, uh, I wanted to get some clothes, um, and then
0: we could both go. And... Yeah, that, he'll take good care of you, and you'll be well fed.
1: Okay, and you said it
0: was... Uh, Whitefields? Community Whitefield. Church.
1: okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate your explanation and the books to refer to.
0: But if you and need I anything can. else, you should, yeah, you call back, okay?
1: Okay. Thank you very much.
0: You bet, Mary. God bless you.
1: Uh, God bless you.
0: You know, the liberty that we have in Christ, what he did for us on the cross is sufficient for our, Forgiveness of sin. And listen, if anybody puts a yoke of legalism on you, telling you that you're not saved unless you observe a certain day or you do a certain act, uh, remember this that we are saved by faith alone. And, and as we live in this grace, we're saved by grace through faith. It's not of works, it's the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. Um, man, we, we, um, we are saved by faith alone we need to be established in that and have security in that in our lines um let's go to is it again mary mary again in denver on line two hi mary
4: well actually May- my name is weird it's n-e-r-i which is Mary.
0: oh okay i'm uh, good
4: how
0: are you, e- e- I'm uh, how are you? All,
4: before i'm saying anything i'm gonna praise the lord um, oh, good. Because he had trained people like you to share everything about the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. and that is very important. Yeah, and that's the power of His love. Yep. I can I will never talk like a pastor talks, but um, it's what it is. And thank you that you work for Him. Like everybody yeah. else and the reason why i'm calling is that um my aunt that happened to be named just like me uh broke her leg in december 24 one o'clock in the morning and then oh, no. my sisters and i live in the united states so and we went to merida yucatan try to help the nephew that takes care of her and everything was okay but one day A month later, he got upset and he told me, you're not allowed to feed her anymore. I will Mm -hmm. feed her what she used to eat, don't even give her water. And since then, my aunt is right now half of the way she she was. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, him and his sister are letting her die. With uh, by not providing her with the uh, the proper meals and the liquid, and uh, okay. he put a restraining order against me and my twin sister, so we are not allowed to even get close to the house if we go back to Mexico. And uh, and I, my aunt, received Jesus, uh, while she was at the hospital, and but I. I believe in the corporate prayer, and that's why I'm calling. So, we all can pray for man.
0: Absolutely, so. we, we do pray for my sister's aunt that uh, in a difficult situation. Lord, you know everything that's going on, and and Lord, um, as I hear Aaron, just and and just her broken heart and and her aunt who's ninety three years old. Lord, with the health issues and losing weight, I just pray. Uh, that you would um, just work in this situation. And I pray that um, my sister and uh, the family would be able to see, be able to help, that there'd be some kind of restoring, there'd be healing. Um, Lord, that there would be help that would be given that is needed. So Lord, you know the circumstances. I pray that you would uh, intervene, that you would help, and that you would bless, and and that you bring healing and uh, restoration in every way and And we just lift her up to you, this precious woman that needs your help, and we pray this in Jesus name.
4: amen, amen.
0: thank you. we're gonna keep only, praying, okay,
4: and only for you to know we're not angry at my cousins okay. we just want God to be involved in their lives in one and another way um because it's not up to us to judge, but yeah and i'm okay. and i I really believe that so.
0: Okay, man. God bless you. We'll be praying, okay? Keep us updated. Thank you. All right. God bless you. I will. Okay. 303 690 3000 is the number to call. Always difficult family situations and things, and pray, and we seek God, and and, uh, the Lord cares about our families in those situations. Let's go to Westminster, where Ashley is on line three. Hi, Ashley. Hello. How are you?
1: Great. Thank you.
0: Good, what can we do for you?
1: Oh, I just wanted to find out your intake on um children and depression medicine about uh, see my daughter just went to a mental facility and um you know it helped her a lot, but on discharge, they wanted her to take a depression medicine now, and I am a true believer on God healing, and I just wanted right. to find out what your intake is on that and what you would do if it was your child
0: well. Uh, you know, there's here, There's a lot of factors that are in it, Ashley. And the thing is, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. So anything that is prescribed, I would make sure that you have lots of questions and that you talk to your you know, general doctor, you talk to who's ever prescribing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the start of the advice that I would give to you. I do believe that God does heal. Um, and I also know that um, things get prescribed to kids, but you know, not being a doctor, I can't tell her n- not to or to do it or what, because I, 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 I can't make that diagnosis, but I do know this, that you can pray about it and you can ask a lot of questions. And, and I think you should. Um, I think you should ask those questions about side effects or, or, you know, uh, what is the, the, um, future as far as uh, um, you, you know how long things like that and i think what happens is a lot of people don't ask the questions that need to be asked so i would start there and to really write down everything and um and to ask those questions and to even talk to a couple doctors you know your general doctor or whoever it is and uh, in the meantime we're going to be praying okay
1: thank you so much okay
0: father i just pray for ashley this is something that a lot of parents face and 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 lord they need wisdom and she needs wisdom and i just pray for her daughter who's struggling with depression and lord you're the one that can heal that that even as david as he would cry out why you cast down all oh, my soul but as he got his eyes and his heart on you you began to lift the spirit the lifter of his head and i pray that you would just lift up ashley's daughter and lord that you would bring comfort to her heart and minister to her heart and and give ashley wisdom and have the right questions to ask and make the right decision for her daughter and and lord that uh, medically uh spiritually um and to be able to have a peace about it and be guided by you that you would speak to her and lord that uh, you would uh, just provide her with good information and and good advice lord and we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much.
0: You bet, Ashley. We'll be praying.
1: Day. You too. Bye-bye.
0: 303 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and 720-336-0897 is the text line if you want to text in, if we get uh, one in before uh, the show ends. But we do have uh, Joseph from Centennial. Hi, Joseph. Hello. How are you?
2: Doing well. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live.
2: Yeah, so I just would like prayer for my workplace. I'm leaving the workplace now. Um, just praying that, um, you know, for the productivity of my workplace and that I try to maintain the Christian positive spirit. Um, you know, it's easy to get discouraged and, you know, but uh, just praying for the, pro- the productivity of my workplace.
0: Yeah, and that's a good prayer. And that's one of the things that uh, I talk a lot to people on the show here that uh, they really want prayer for because it's not easy working out there um, with non believers, um, just uh, the challenge of it and everything. But I, I believe that the Lord puts us in places so we can be a light and how we need His strength and His wisdom every yes. single day that you go to that workplace so father i pray yes. for joseph and and i pray that you have him there uh, uh working and where he is working to be a light and lord give him the strength he needs the wisdom he needs um lord uh just help him to be a light when it's when it's hard um uh, when it's difficult and and i think of the example of daniel who was in nebuchadnezzar's courtyard I think of Joseph who was in Egypt they were ones that had an excellent spirit within them and Lord may they see an excellent spirit in Joseph because the same spirit that was in Daniel and Joseph is in in, in um of Genesis is in Joseph today the Holy Spirit and Lord yes. I just pray you work through my brother and that you would strengthen him and that light would come from him And the words that he speaks, Lord, but also his actions, his behavior, um, Lord, uh, his faith, his love, his purity. Uh, Lord, even as Timothy was told to be an example in those things. So help him be a light. Help him keep his productivity uh, to where he's being um, used um, and uh, that he would find favor. And, Lord, that you would put a hedge of protection around him uh, when need be. Uh, Just work and show yourself strong on his behalf. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Thank you very much, Pastor. Now I'm looking forward to coming to work tomorrow uh, strong in the Lord. Thank you, sir. The words were very needed.
0: (laughs) You bet. Just stay strong in the Lord.
2: Thank you, sir. Have a blessed week.
0: You bet. Bye-bye. And I think that a lot of you that are listening, maybe driving home from work right now, you need that prayer. And just to pray, and the Lord desires uh, to help you and to minister to you, And um, it's so important that we be finding strength from the Lord and uh, start the day out with him. I'm reminded as Paul was giving Timothy some last words, and he would say to Timothy that um, in chapter 2, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And he says that you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And we're going to go through hardship, and this is a battle out here and it's not a playground, it's a battleground, and we're going to have hardship. He said, you must be like a soldier that's going to endure hardship for Jesus Christ, so no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. That you be a light, that you be a witness, that you continue to to just be used of the Lord. And it, it can be hard and taxing, and very, very difficult, but the Lord has you here for such a time as this, and I, I want to just close the, the show by praying for all of us, because the days are not easy. Stay true to the Word, uh, look to Jesus, draw from Him, and uh, be a witness uh, with your presence. Be an example with your words, your conduct, your love, your behavior, your speech. Because you see, we're not only a witness with the words we speak, but also the way that we act. So, Father, I do pray that you would just bless us as we're a lot of us ending our day, heading into the evening. Maybe some are driving to work for an evening shift. But, Lord, that as we are living life, that we would be a testimony of the one who is the author of eternal life, of you, Lord that there would be an excellent spirit in us, just as it was in Daniel and Joseph of Genesis. And Lord, that we would have the strength um, to, to walk with you, to stay strong. Um, to be a good soldier for Jesus Christ, to endure affliction and difficulties. And Lord, give us wisdom in the words that we speak and protect us. And Lord, help us be used in these days because people need to see the light of Jesus Christ. So I just pray for blessing for everyone in their evening. And, And Lord, may we just continue as the body of Christ to strengthen each other, encourage each other in these things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show. We got church tonight here at Calvary Greeley going through the book of Jeremiah. I'd love to see you come out and, and worship with us. We got a place for all the kids. And uh, from nursery to toddlers, to children's ministry, to youth groups, middle schoolers, high schoolers. And we're going to be in Jeremiah chapters 10 and 11 tonight. It's wonderful. Come and be with God's people tonight if you can. Check us out at calvarychapelgreeley.org for directions. We're easy to find. And I'd uh, love to see it come out. And hopefully, if you got a place to go to uh, for a Wednesday night service, go and be with God's people. Hey, thank you, everyone, for a great show today. Appreciate your calls, your questions. Stay close to the Lord. Keep studying His Word. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.